Welcome to Let's Talk with professional lesbian Charlotte Ashlyn. Join us to talk all things lesbian and queer women related. All the good stuff, basically. <laughs> Hello, Ashlyn. Hi, Charlotte. I always feel like it's strange coming back into these podcasts because I never know what to... How to introduce. Yeah, it's very strange. But hello and welcome back to a brand new episode of Let's Talk with your professional lesbians, Charlotte and Ashlyn. There we go. It's actually Halloween today. Happy Halloween. I know. I always... Hang on, should I put Wait, my double horns yeah. on? Okay. Get them on. So we actually record... You know what's strange though? I think the last time we recorded an episode was Halloween last year. It was. No, it wasn't Halloween. You just wanted devil horns. Oh, okay. Because I remember. Oh, was... yeah, because we couldn't get devil horns because it wasn't Halloween. Wasn't Halloween. <laughs> so yeah, we are recording. Hello, wave to the camera. Um, we are recording this episode for our Patreon, so you'll get to see all the behind the scene footage to- of today's episode. All you have to do is go over and sign oh, yeah. in. So one second, I'm just gonna go get my devil horns. I think Florence pairs. has them. Do you wanna go get the other pair? Yeah. Okay, BRB. So we've got our devil's horns on. It's honestly giving me like steps vibes, like better the devil you know. It's honestly so much fun. I'm looking at ourselves and I'm like, I love it. I hate steps, but your horns are a lot more nicer than mine. Yeah, I don't know what. We got those from Ansomers, didn't we? Yeah, and honestly, those ones from Tiger are sexier to be fair. Oh, wow. Do I look sexy? (laughs) I mean, yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Um, so, Ashley, will you stop hitting on me? Um, stop it. Um, so, we are today, back today. It's Halloween. Um, we're going out tonight to, I think, a drag performance. I think it's going to be quite a mixture. Yeah, I don't really know what's happening. We actually mm. haven't got a Halloween outfit ready. You say so, that, but look at us now. <laughs> look at us now. Um, but we actually have nothing ready. So... Honestly, I don't expect anything less from us though. Like we're chaotic. We plan things literally up until like an hour of us going out. Yeah. Um, like we we knew it was coming around to Halloween, but also yeah. it just didn't cross our minds no. to think to get anything. No, ready. I think last, one year we went like we was like, oh my god, we're gonna get dressed up. We're gonna really go for it. And I think we just put X's of, in like fake blood on our faces. We ended up yeah. with, we got a pack of contact lenses, you know, the white Yeah, ones. I can't we put had, contact lenses in. We shared them, so yeah. we had one each, one contact each. Mm. And yeah, you drew like a little X on my face or something. Yeah, we bought like two big bottles of fake blood that year That as was well. annoying. Yeah, and we put two little X's. Funny we had that now. Funny. Um, maybe we still do. Not here. Oh. Oh, anyway, okay. Um, so yeah, it's Halloween. We're enjoying ourselves. Well, not yet, but we're going to be enjoying ourselves. This week, we're going to be talking all about dating. Now, I haven't necessarily dated a lot of people. I've dated loads. Well, that's strange because I've got more of a history with men, but we'll get into that. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just think that there's a lot of um, differences between quote lesbian dating unquote yeah and like the standard heteronormative dating yeah you know what i hate i hate how us as like lesbians have to call it not that like coming i'm literally coming for you (laughs) now no but i see it unlike um other things like it's like lesbian dating apps like lesbian dating lesbian sex and it's like i saw a youtube video the other day and it was like how to have the best lesbian sex ever 
And I was like, no, it's just sex. Like, why are you labeling it lesbian yeah. sex? Like, label it how to have the best sex ever. But I know they're doing that for the clickbait. Well, so I'm say, like, I'm not, I'm not for, coming for them. I guess it's for the purpose of they're trying to reach their audience because yeah. if we look up sex we're gonna just get gonna hetero get, results yeah but it was just so. like i just feel like when you put lesbian sex i don't know i just feel worried about it but anyway, let's talk about dating yeah that was good have you obviously you've not i mean you've kind of dated men yeah. Um, yeah, I've like had pathetic boy, not they're pathetic. Oh, <laughs> I've had like pathetic like relationships that last like four months. I think yeah. my longest relationship with a boy was four months. Okay, that's not bad. Mine's probably about the same. Yeah. So, so did you, obviously, I was the only woman that you've dated. Correct. Um, obviously, there were quite different scenarios yeah. in the fact you actually liked me. And, and in the fact me. that I actually wanted to be with you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that was very different. So putting that aside, <laughs> do you notice any other like differences between dating a man and yeah. dating a woman? So this is like, I don't know if it was the men I was dating and this is no, this is on them. Even and maybe, though you just call them pathetic. No, the relationship <laughs> was like, like in my eyes, it wasn't really a relationship. Anyway, um, I don't know if it was because I wasn't interested in them, so I wasn't giving them the attention they needed, but I found them really to be really needy and wanted my attention all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. You were like that, and that's why I'm saying, like, is it the the fact that I was more into you and so I didn't mind giving you the attention? Yeah. But, like, you know me, like, I, I need, like, a few hours per night where I just, like, shut off and don't speak to anyone, and that's, like nothing against anyone I just mm-hmm. don't want to speak to you and I found like they couldn't understand that I just didn't want to be around them and mm-hmm. I felt like that put a lot of like barriers between the relationship and I was constantly having to reassure them that I was interested because I didn't text back for an hour and I was like that's so irritating like I just remember getting so irritated and my mom's like they're only like they like you, you should be flattered I'm like no like I want them to fuck off I'm pissed off mom. I'm pissed off and I think that was like a major pro- I don't know if it was just again the boys are dated and maybe it was me as well so like maybe I was factoring in that yeah I think you're thing, right like but- the fact that you were actually into me you're gonna cope with a little bit better having that um, kind of neediness around you. Definitely, and I think that's one of the things. I think as well, um, they were very much more affectionate um, in public, and I don't do PDA, so if I was Mm -hmm. with a girl or guy anyway, I found it really hard to hold their hand. I was like, no, I don't want to hold your hand because it always used to be clammy. And I was like, oh. Boy cooties. Yeah, and I was like, I don't want to hold your hand. But then I don't really want to hold your hand in public for numerous reasons. Um, But again, if you were a guy, like if you were in a male form and I was straight. Male form. I don't think I'd want to hold your hand anyway. Like, Yeah, but I guess like... Whether you want to or not, I think the main difference there is that you can hold yeah. a male form's hand a lot a male easier <laughs> um, in yeah. terms of like getting harassed and just feeling more comfortable, I think. Yeah. It's, it feels safer. This might be too much to share, but in terms of the bedroom... Oh gosh, we're getting into it. Sorry, I just came to mind. Let's do it. In terms of the bedroom, it was like... It was a bit of a flat line. I like told you before what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... I don't know how to explain it. I just lay there. I was like, oh, oh 
Oh, okay. But when it's with you, it's more interactive. Yeah, I should hope so, that you're not just laying there. No, obviously not. Um, But it was just like, I don't know. I don't know. In that Again, in that moment, I wasn't connected. And I think the difference for me, it was never their fault. It was just me. I was never connected to them in the moments. Mm -hmm. And I was really disconnected to what was going on. And I think that was the main difference. So when I got with you, it was like, oh my fucking God, like, wait... I actually can have these personal connections that I thought I could never have. And I think that was really strange for me to experience because I thought I was having them with guys and something was wrong with me. And then when I met you, I was like, oh no, like this is it. Like it felt, (laughs) no, it felt more natural. And it felt, and it was so strange to say natural because like everyone's like, you're going to hell. But for me, like it felt more natural to, (laughs) it felt more natural to be with you. And I felt so much more comfortable literally within the first day Mm -hmm. of spending an hour with you than I had for 18 years pretending to date boys well you weren't pretending to date when you were a toddler charlotte so do you know what i mean like 18 years of pretending to be straight let's say um so being straight was my phase that's interesting and what about like obviously we don't stand gender roles but we know they exist yeah so if you've got like a typical hetero relationship you know you're probably going to see things like the man acting like the man, yeah. you know, in the same context In terms of like, when you say the man acting like the man though, I think it's like, it's not a man acting like a man because a man doesn't have to fit these gender yeah, exactly. roles. It's very much like he's the protector and he's very like domineering. And whenever we get asked like, who's the man in the relationship? Like, who is it? Like from the outside, like you are more protective mm-hmm. of me. Not that I'm not protected of you, but like- you are more you're not gonna fight someone (laughs) no I'm not I'm just gonna cry whereas like when it comes to like organization though and like other things so like I don't know but then I'm like that happens in every single relationship it's just like it's so stupid that we've had to limit ourselves to these fucking gender roles because of what society makes it easier for them to understand like piss off I feel you. Piss well, off. on that note, we've got a little um, surprise visit from Ooh. Dom and Ariel from The Word Queer on Instagram. So they've got a little clip on how they deal with these sort of struggles in terms of dating. Amazing. Ariel, um, little fun fact, not so fun, but Ariel was the my first ever like uh, girlfriend. Before, before her, I was dating guys and I noticed a lot of differences when I was um, between like dating guys and then going um, and dating Ariel. As far as like the differences between heteronormative dating and um, queer dating. Yeah. Uh, so I grew up thinking that, you know, it had to be a man and a woman, you know, pretty much that story that a lot of people have. It had, they grew up thinking that it had to be a man and a woman. Um, The guy opens the doors for you, the guy pays for the dates, um, you know, that type of stuff. And so that's where I was coming from. And so then going to date a woman, it was like, oh wait, but who, who holds the doors? Who pays for dinner? Who's gonna propose? You know, just things, (laughs) things like that. I feel like I thought about a lot more and I was challenged when I got into, um, when I began dating you. I noticed those little things, but you know, we talk, we would talk about it. Yeah. And you would make me feel better about it. Yeah. But it's, uh, I don't know, it's interesting to hear you say it now. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that was, that was something that was a struggle in the beginning for us. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think sometimes it still pokes its like ugly heads mm -hmm. in our relationship. I know it's just because society, like, just my whole life, mm -hmm. from my experience, through like that heteronormative like uh style relationship at me so hard and yeah. then like my parents and family like i didn't know anybody who was uh gay mm -hmm. lesbian or anything um so it was just like so hard in yeah. the beginning like trying to change my mind on a lot of things even though i knew in my heart i felt that i liked you a lot yeah. You know, um, so it was just constant challenges in my head, like roadblocks, like, no, but I grew up learning it, learning it this way, but yeah. my body wants, or my mind and heart wants to do it this way. Yeah. So I had to jump over those hurdles in the beginning of our relationship. Do you find any differences like between heteronormative dating and queer dating? Do I find any differences? Yeah. Or any struggles or? I mean, there are struggles that you just mentioned. You know, I feel that some of that comes to some of that is 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 real like you know we got to worry about our safety where we are we've got to worry about sometimes the color of our skin where we are mm -hmm. so we've, we've definitely got some struggles out there we do our best to still be our little our cute selves in public but they're those those you know realities are still in the back of our head mm -hmm. because they exist yeah they exist so. yeah they do and so it can be difficult when you're thinking about it like that, but um, yeah, but we just we just try to stay, yeah. like, be ourselves, like you said, um, be our bubbly selves. My thing is like visibility and representation is very important, and so if I can show someone a new reality mm -hmm. than they've known before in a positive light, um, I feel like we're doing a great job. Yeah. And so that's why we're going to continue to show PDA mm -hmm. and be hella visible on the internet. Right. And just be our authentic selves. Right. Because the world needs it. So yeah, thank you guys thank you. so much for having us. And you can find us at The Word Queer on Instagram. Well, on all of our social media platforms. Mm -hmm. um, so firstly, I love their accents. Like I'm upset. I'm literally saying like standing here, like they sound so cute. I want to be their friends. Um, but something they said, and I completely get, um, it, they were saying that basically they didn't know who would to open the door. Yeah. But you know, like, and I never had that. Like to be honest, I just open all the doors for myself, and that's like not You're even me, independent woman. <laughs> but no, but I also don't like. I remember and something really pissed me off before when I was in a relationship. And you've never done it, so I don't know if it's like a mansplaining or whatever. I would be explaining something, and then he would talk over the top of me to explain the situation, like thinking he can explain it better. And it would happen That's so annoying. many times. And I've had it with all the boys that I've been out with. I would like to be speaking to my parents or we'd be speaking to friends and I'd be like chatting about something. And then like he would take this like manly voice and be like bellow over the top of mine, and I'd be like, shut up like I'm literally talking that I've had is rude I know I was like what are you doing so like I've ne from that I've never like allowed a man to like open the door or like makes like yeah. to be subservient to a guy like we're we're equals in this relationship um and if the fact I to be honest I think that's one of the reasons why I did dump one of the first boys I was with because he kept talking over not me. because they were a boy no at that point I didn't realize um <laughs> but no I can definitely understand like if for me, I'm quite, not lucky, but I've never been in a relationship with a man long enough to notice the difference. Like, you're all I know. Yeah. And I'm very grateful that you're all I know because I wouldn't want to 
Yeah, like you've never really been in the position. And I haven't really either because all my kind of relationships with boys have... Have been one night stands. I wasn't going to say that, but (laughs) I was going to say it was at the time where I was like a teenager and in school. So we weren't going out on like meat for meals and things like that, you know? Yeah. Can you stop feeling yourself in those horns? I I just kind of... No, I was actually repositioning them. Um, you look good thank you um but I think when it comes to relationships they're always going to be different and I think it's sometimes like even ourselves like we're subjective this topic in a sense because the topic is so much broader than just being like with a man and woman you're with different people so when you're with different people you're going to experience different things and I think there is a sense of ignorance when people say like oh you've been with a guy how was that oh you've been with a girl like in terms like sex relationships dating and everything it's like you're with a person and if I was to get with another girl, the relationship would be so different yeah. because it's a different person. And it's like sometimes annoying. I'm like, what about all your boyfriends? Have they all been the same? Yeah. Like, to be honest, the sex might all be the same because they only can do one thing. But like, you know, it's going to be different and you've got to stop subjecting relationships to yeah, like those like norms. One person or like one gender does all of one list of things and vice versa. So we know how amazing lesbian relationships are. Yes, clarify they're amazing. They're amazing. Well, they're amazing if you're the right person. But again, a relationship is amazing if you're the right person. Okay, then our our relationship is amazing. (laughs) Okay, yes, I can agree. Um, But do you think that there are... Say for some of the the baby lesbians out there who are kind of hello baby lesbians, (laughs) who might shut up, (laughs) who might be new to the whole dating scene. Yes, what do you think, or what did you experience as some struggles? I'm gonna out myself. What was what was hard about it? So when I came out. I thought I was God gifts to lesbians. She still does. Yeah, I am, but... No, I honestly thought, like, I am the shit. I look hot. Um, I'm going to end this lesbian world and all the girls are going to want me. Like, I'm so fucking hot. Did you think you were, like, the top dog? Yeah, I honestly... The fucking hell, I had such a big ego. Where's it gone? Like, everyone... Like, I honestly, that confidence I had... down a bit. No, that wasn't confidence. That was arrogance. (laughs) Now you're but, confident. Yeah. So, like, I went on a dating app and, like, in a sense, like, I was talking to these girls and I was like, they're obviously going to be a... Tra-. I didn't even, like, factor into the fact, like, there were types. Like, I just yeah. thought, like, all girls like girls. And this is how, like, naive I was as a lesbian back then, just having no understanding of the fucking world in terms of, like, dating in, like, terms of, like, lesbian. So I think my biggest problem was my arrogance and I went into like these day naps expecting like people to think oh my gosh she's so hot you sound like Paula from the previous episode (laughs) (laughs) I'm Paula um and like it was so hard for me to understand well to try to understand why people weren't interested in me I got ghosted a lot um you okay (laughs) yeah because I just moved on to the next one I was like and I was thrown in the mix yeah but I was so so arrogant and I know I was and it was very much like I never had that conversation with anyone how to approach women. So I'm kind of glad I had that arrogance because it kind of blessed me from like getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And it almost doesn't feel real that that happened. Like I think in a sense, I didn't think that was me. So I could go in with this like false arrogance. Yeah. And then when I actually like, I think within like a few months of like talking to you, it kind of that facade dropped and I was like, oh shit, like 
I'm talking to a fucking girl, like fucking hell, like panic <laughs> breaks out. But I think that was one of my biggest problem. I just didn't know how to approach the situation, but it worked out. Yeah, I mean, when it is a whole new thing, like we all, not that we know how to speak to guys, but it's just kind of the norm when you're in school. Yeah. So it's, I think it comes a bit easier, but I think we overthink it. Yeah, we think definitely. that it's going to be so different. And in it is a sense, it is. But at the end of the day, it's still just a person who is trying to find the yeah, same thing. Yeah, it was, it was strange for me because I felt like as a femi-presenting woman, I honestly, again, arrogance went into like, oh my God, everyone's going to fancy me because I'm like femi-presenting. But then I was really shocked at how many other femi-presenting women were like on her, mm-hmm. formerly known Dash. Um, <laughs> and so I was really strange when I went on her and I saw these femi-presenting women. I was like, oh, there's people like me. That, so that was quite nice. But then I was like, so how do I talk to them? Mm. And again, I'm just—I was just blessed that I was so naive and just thought everyone fancied me. Um, I mean, I see why you think that. You're cute. Thank you. I I now know that not everyone fancies me. You know, if I was to if touch wood, we'd never break up. But if if I was to go on dating apps now, I'd be petrified because yeah. even more so than before oh yeah 100 because you're more aware yeah i'm more aware of the scene and it's like i've been with you for six years and you're all i know there'd be like a lot of it going into it but i wouldn't have that same confidence like everyone finds me attractive and i think at like 18 you're gonna think yeah i think that's quite um <clears throat> a blessed little bubble to live in honestly like, <laughs> i live in my own world sometime and 18 year old me like oh, she was something do you think then if you were like Obviously, we're not breaking up, but if yeah. you were to be out in the dating scene again now, like if you weren't, um, obviously, we're talking about dating apps right now, but if you were in the real world, like physically meeting people. COVID dating or pre-COVID okay, dating. pre-COVID. <laughs> Let's take COVID out of the mix. Um, I think a struggle that I would think I would have is, actually, no, I've got quite a good gaydar, but mistaken girls yeah. being friendly um, for girls being into you. I think that is a struggle with a lot of, especially Femi presenting. Yeah, and the trouble is, like, I am quite friendly. So I, like, I think my trouble would be if I was in the dating scene, I would be being friendly to someone, maybe potentially not attracted to them. But I'm just like, if it wasn't you there, I would talk to everyone and anyone. Like, I would just go up and chat to everyone. And I think my trouble would be people would think I'm interested in them. Yeah. And I'd be like, oh no. And then I'd get myself in a situation. I'd be like, shit, what do I do? Um, so again, everybody's <laughs> interested in Everyone's in, And they could literally be friendly back and I'm like, oh my God, she fancies me. Maybe you're both thinking the exact same thing. I know. Thing and but I, I, don't, I don't think I have a good like, gaydar. Like to an extent, but I'm very bad at, like as a femi lesbian, you'd think it'd be better, but I don't. But then it's like, People I think c- yours is quite good, to be honest. Yeah, if people are like literal stereotypes, I'm great. They're walking stereotypes. <laughs> if people are walking stereotypes, I'm like, oh my God, Ashton, do you think she? <laughs> do you think she's a lesbian? Okay. Well, I've also got a little... Oh my God, you've got so many surprises this episode. I know, episode. no surprise. Come We've... through, Ashton, with your producing skills. I oh, know, get me. We've got another, um, what do we call it, a submission? Um, entry. An entry. It's Recording. not a competition. Person. <laughs> people. From from north to south on Instagram, and they're two Irish girls. Oh so my god! Stop I trying to quite, get your Irish agenda. That. Honestly, stop trying to get your Irish agenda in the podcast, Ashley. No, we're just representing, okay? <laughs> but they are called Zoe and Danny, and they've got a little chat about the struggle of the dating scene in Ireland, which I can relate to. So oh my god! Okay, this is interesting. Get into it. 
Yeah, so I think that um, it's definitely harder dating as a queer per- person, especially in Ireland, because gay people aren't as comfortable as they would be, say, in parts of America or parts of England. And a lot of people in Ireland are still very close-minded. Obviously, I live in Dublin, you live in Belfast. It's a very... I'd say the, the city, city. cities are a lot different, but when you start to go out into the countryside... and Yeah, people are really close-minded. And the gay scene, um, you know, is kind of non-existent in the majority of Ireland. I'd, I'd say a lot of people end up moving away from their own hometown just because... They are gay. You know, before you come out, you kind of like... Well, I find that you kind of like take yourself away from people. And even if you hear like gay on TV, your heart sinks and... Yeah. yeah like another thing as well is like uh, we've obviously been to Manchester together and stuff and there's like a huge gay scene they don't have anything like that in Dublin there's probably like three three gay bars max and kind of the same Belfast does have its little gay quarter but it's not the same as you would find in parts of England or San Francisco uh, another thing that is also harder the gay scene is very small and everyone knows everyone um, so for us, it was really nice to meet each other and it was a blank canvas. Like, we didn't know each other at all, so. And I'd say, you know, a lot of people who, even, like, from where, I, where I'm from, Belfast, it's, like, when you're dating someone, that someone knows someone or has dated someone or, you know, it's, like, it's like two. there's six degrees of separation. It's literally, like, two degrees of separation when you're in your own town and, and the, the gay scene is so small. So yeah. it was nice, like, Zoe doesn't know anyone that I know and she doesn't know anyone that... Or I don't know anyone that she knows. Yeah, know, it was like nice. That. And also, like, kind of random, but we met two people um, who were from Belfast, the same town that Danielle's from. And, like, they knew every single person that Danielle knew who was on the gay scene. So it's definitely um, a really, really small world. And I'm sure you probably find that yourself and people listening to this will, will know exactly what we're talking about when we say that. So, yeah, it's definitely um, not as easy. No, I'm normally good at understanding an Irish accent, but I was like, we're going to have to slow down here, girls. Um, I did suspect you would struggle with No, this. I am awful at accents, um, but honestly, I was like, they sound cute. Um, I'm just complimenting everyone's voice. It brought me a lot of comfort, you know, hearing the Irish accent. Yeah, well, that was it. for Ashlyn. Thank you so much for coming on. But <laughs> we we actually went to Dublin um, for my birthday, was it? When yeah, did we go to Dublin? Yeah, we went to Dublin a few years ago for my birthday. And we were shocked at the amount of gay bars that were then. So we could really, well, you obviously can relate more than me. Well, did you think there was a lot? I just thought Dublin being the capital of Ireland and like, I don't know, like I just expected there to be a bigger gay scene. Oh yeah. We were were speaking to this girl um, and was asking like where the best gay bars go to, like where, where should we go? And she was like, there's like three bars. Yeah. And like, I think it was the George. The we George went to, We went to the George and that was the only bar that we kind of went to. And it was very like mixed. And not that you need like a lesbian bar. But I just thought being a capital of a country, there'd you, be more. You would expect a lot more. And I was quite disappointed as well because I'd never been out on a night out in Dublin. As mm. a lesbian anyway. As a lesbian. <laughs> and I was really disappointed because I, I'm from Waterford, which is like down the south. And there's there's not even a single gay bar there. Yeah. So some of you guys ask us, how do we start getting into podcasting? Like, how do you have your own professional lesbian podcast? I'm going to let you in on the secret. We use a software called Buzzsprout and it's basically a platform which helps you get your podcast on all the popular streaming downloads apps. So that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, 
Amazon, Google, and so on. It was so simple to get ourselves listed and we simply didn't have to do a lot. Um, aside from that, they give us analytics so we can see where you guys are listening from in the world. We get to know what country has the most listeners and it's just a really great way for us to keep track of what episodes do well, what episodes don't, so we can create the best content for you guys. So if you're looking to get into podcasting or you you've always been interested in like podcasting is so much fun and that's just speaking from my own personal experience so if you are interested there is a link in the show notes which will take you straight to Buzzsprout basically that link will let Buzzsprout know that you were interested in podcasting you've come from our podcast and it will help us carry on creating all this obviously amazing content um they also to like plant a little cherry on top is that the saying it's the saying now um they are giving away a 20 pound amazon gift card when you sign up so not only do you sign up and you get like a super easy podcasting platform you also get 20 quid um well 20 dollars so a little less but hey um so that's buzzsprout go to the show notes and you'll be helping us professional lesbians out and in saying that it's quite weird because i think even though there's no gay scene at all there they're still quite open-minded yeah, around definitely. there. Um, and I found it actually more comfortable to be visibly gay. Than Dublin. Than I do. Over here, actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah. England's very, like, in the gay scene, I feel comfortable. But yeah. in, like, the streets, shopping and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think when it comes to dating, like, if you only have, like, three bars that you're going to be going to. Like, we, we go to a bar in Birmingham. And if I was single, going to that bar every weekend or like going to three bars every weekend, you've only got like a selection of like people. And I think online dating is a bliss sometimes because when you have like online, like if it wasn't for online, we would have met. They wouldn't have met being in like different counties, cities, cities, countries. Is it different countries? Like because Northern? No, the same country. Oh, okay. That's not a history lesson. I get very scared when talking about Northern Northern Ireland and Republic Ireland. Thank you. um, Because (laughs) Ashlyn literally schools my ass. And I'm like, Ashlyn, I'm English. Um, (laughs) But I I honestly understand that so much. And I think it's very hard for when when there's not a lot of queer spaces. It's a luxury that there is a queer space. Um, But when you're trying to meet people, there only are going to be the locals that go to those spaces. And what I found with the George in Dublin, um, it was dominated by men. Yeah, and like a lot of the leather scene. Yeah, and I think a lot of the spaces sometimes, like the queer spaces, are dominated by gay men. And there's, there's nothing wrong in that. I just think sometimes as a queer woman, it puts you off going into these spaces because you either get looked at. I remember going into a predominantly gay male bar and... We looked like we were aliens in there. The drag queen picked on us all night, said we didn't look like lesbians and all this. That was here in Birmingham. Yeah, it was in Birmingham. And it was just like we become part of a joke. um, And it's just like really shitty because like we're coming into a queer space that we're meant to feel safe in. So I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. It maybe just open more lesbian bars. Yeah. In Ireland, there is definitely a huge lack of gay scene. Maybe we should open a lesbian bar at home. Maybe. There's definitely business there. Maybe we should. But um, yeah, I'm I'm grateful for dating apps because I think that's what a lot, that's why there's so many long distance relationships yeah. that exist because if there's not a huge gay scene in your home city, you're, gonna, you're not, you're not going to get the dating pool or if it's there, it's going to be someone you probably know or there's yeah. going to be some incestual dating going oh, on I don't like so. the sound of that I, I'm quite thankful we've never been part of like the groups where like your best friend dates your ex yeah. and like, I'm so glad we've never been a part of that 
I mean, yeah. Not there's anything wrong with that. But it's not for me. It's not for me. No. It could be for you. And if that's for you, like, go for it. Go do it. But it's just not for me. No, I'm glad we're on, out on our own. We like loners. Lone wolves. But yeah, I think, um, do you have any sort of overall pieces of advice for navigating the lesbian scene even though you haven't really navigated it i think well i haven't navigated it as dating but i've navigated it as a baby gay coming into the scene and being very scared and one of the first times we entered a queer space people were saying to us like just remember she was like such dyke and she looked at me up and down she's like you'll go back straight within a week or something like she said that like to me and i was like how dare you um and that was was, i I don't know it was in it was in the loft in birmingham i think was waiting for the toilet anyway um and so that happened and i was just like oh that's not very nice Mm -hmm. um and i think that like there's gonna be be people sometimes that invalidate you and you're gonna feel like oh maybe i don't belong here um and i think it's just knowing that like you are valid you don't have to change your appearance to look more lesbian or look a certain way to attract women um and that's what i thought i had to do um even recently when i put a fucking slit in my eyebrow um no diss um and I think it's very much like just knowing that you don't have to change your appearance to attract women or to be available to women. You can be within yourself. I think the great thing about the world we're living in today, people are slowly realizing there's no right way to look gay and people are very fluid in their sexuality. Um, so if you're interested in women, my best advice is like, don't hold back um, and just go for it. I think um, in the the first episode with Lauren, when she was talking about how she was very confused on how to speak to women or how she felt a certain way when she spoke to women. Um, I recently wrote an article for Passion Fruit Dating um, app. And in it, I was like, basically talking about like not holding back in the sense of like, for me, my internalized homophobia held me back so much that I didn't want to date women, Mm. if that makes sense. And I think it was very much for me, you just can't, uh, like it did for years. I can't just say, don't do it. Like it happened and it did it and we broke up because of it. But I didn't allow it to hold me back in terms of like dating Mm -hmm. um, and exploring things. So my best advice is just to go for it. Like what's the worst you get wrong? Like you get ghosted, which happened to me quite a lot. I never got ghosted. I got ghosted so many times. But I also think the girls were quite older than me too. Like I was, well, I was 17. Um, they you were, were like, illegally on that. Path. I was illegal. What about but you? I'm What's your advice? Um, As a professional, like one night stander. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind professional lesbian. No, you've changed it up. But like, no, um, what you obviously have been with a lot more girls than I have. And you've gone on night outs and picked them up. Mm-hmm. Um, so what advice would you give? Because like... Can we do a bit of role play? Mm-hmm. I love like a bit. This is like sound like we role play all the time. The only time yeah. we role play is on Let's Talk. So keep your minds on the go. <laughs> okay, um, how are we going to do this? You've got to pick me up. Oh no. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm in the club. Okay. Here's my drink. Really, it's just Clarence tanning face, but here's my like little oh. shot. I'm dancing. Yeah. Hey. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I like your horns. Thank you. It's Halloween. Hee <laughs> hee. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's why you here with my horns. Oh, you're horny. Yeah, do you want to collide horns? <laughs> Sounds like you have a dick. I'm a uh, lesbian. No, I don't have a dick. I don't like picking you up in the <laughs> Okay, maybe we... You maybe- know, I've never actually... um, I've never picked someone up in the bar. But it's because everyone that... My professional one-night stands. It was all some, with some 
someone that I knew. Oh. So I never had to um, do the whole like introduction, like and actually okay. pick someone up because they already knew me. I can just imagine you doing like the dirty dancing pick up. <laughs> what like? Yeah, that's what I'm picturing for you. That never happened, obviously. Actually, Did it? No, I didn't. Okay. <laughs> well, I hope this has helped you um, in terms of dating and just exploring it. If you've got any funny dating stories that you would like to share, um, please send them over to lestalkpod at gmail.com. We'll be doing a whole episode to, episode dedicated to funny dating stories. Um, so that's coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, so if you want to be involved in that episode, please send them over. On social media, we are lestalk underscore pod cast um where we post just just go there and you'll see what we post um happy halloween i know when you listen to this it won't be halloween but just happy halloween um as well we have recorded all of this episode so if you go to our patreon you'll see us in our little devil horn and basically there's been a lot this episode's been kind of messy um and i'm not editing the video the video is a whole mess the video is a whole mess so if you want to see how chaotic it gets behind the scenes please head to our patreon i think the to see this you will have to pay three pound a month i think it's a bargain i think it's a bargain because i love me um (laughs) if i didn't like not need to pay for you to see you i would pay okay that sounds like can you start paying to see me please do i is this a way i make money you're not selling yourself to me okay um well i'm going to start a new business venture (laughs) (laughs) and i'm so i'm so happy that you've joined us for this episode thank you so much for your love and continual support um if you've enjoyed this episode or enjoyed the podcast please make sure to leave us a five-star rating on apple podcast and if you listen on spotify please subscribe to us and there we go thank you so much and we'll catch you on the flip side oh before you go sorry just keep you a bit longer um for next week episode i am looking to talk to some queer ladies um so if you're a queer lady and you want to feature in the podcast like we have been doing please get in touch with me my instagram is charles summers uk um and that's that okay bye bye